Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the November 5th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2534 through 2540 of the Catechism. Article 10, the Tenth Commandment. You shall not covet anything that is your neighbour's. You shall not desire your neighbour's house, his field, or his manservant, or his maidservant, or his ox, or his ass, or anything that is your neighbour's. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 2534. The Tenth Commandment unfolds and completes the Ninth, which is concerned with concupiscence of the flesh. It forbids coveting the goods of another, as the root of theft, robbery and fraud, which the Seventh Commandment forbids. Lust of the eyes leads to violence and injustice, forbidden by the Fifth Commandment. Avarice, like fornication, originates in the idolatry prohibited by the first three prescriptions of the law. The Tenth Commandment concerns the intentions of the heart. With the Ninth, it summarises all the precepts of the law. 1. The Disorder of Covetous Desires 2535. The sensitive appetite leads us to desire pleasant things we do not have. For example, the desire to eat when you are hungry or to warm yourself when you are cold. These desires are good in themselves, but often they exceed the limits of reason and drive us to covet unjustly what is not ours and belongs to another or is owed to them. 2536. The Tenth Commandment forbids greed and the desire to amass earthly goods without limit. It forbids avarice arising from a passion for riches and their attendant power. It also forbids the desire to commit injustice by harming our neighbour in his temporal goods. When the law says you shall not covet, those words mean that we should banish our desires for whatever does not belong to us. Our thirst for another's goods is immense, infinite, never quenched. Thus it is written, he who loves money never has money enough. 2537. It is not a violation of this commandment to desire to obtain things that belong to one's neighbour, provided this is done by just means. Traditional catechesis realistically mentions those who have a harder struggle against their criminal desires and so who must be urged the more to keep this commandment. Merchants who desire scarcity and rising prices, who cannot bear not to be the only ones buying and selling, so that they themselves can sell more dearly and buy more cheaply. Those who hope that their peers will be impoverished in order to realise a profit by selling to them or buying from them. Physicians who wish disease to spread. Lawyers who are eager for many important cases and trials. 2538. The Tenth Commandment requires envy be banished from the human heart. When the prophet Nathan wished to spur King David to repentance, he told him the story about a poor man who had only one ewe lamb that he treated like his own daughter, and the rich man who, despite the great number of his flocks, envied the poor man and ended by stealing his lamb. Envy can lead to the worst crimes. Through the devil's envy, death entered into the world. We fight one another and envy arms us against one another. If everyone strives to unsettle the body of Christ, where shall we end up? We are engaged in making Christ's body a corpse. We declare 
ourselves members of one and the same organism, yet we devour one another like beasts. 25.39 Envy is a capital sin. It refers to the sadness at the sight of another's goods and the immoderate desire to acquire them for oneself, even unjustly. When it wishes grave harm to a neighbour, it is a mortal sin. St. Augustine saw envy as the diabolical sin. From envy are born hatred, detraction, calumny, joy caused by the misfortune of a neighbour, and displeasure caused by his prosperity. 2540. Envy represents a form of sadness, and therefore a refusal of charity. The baptised person should struggle against it by exercising goodwill. Envy often comes from pride. The baptised person should train himself to live in humility. Would you see God glorified by you? Then rejoice in your brother's progress, and you will immediately give glory to God, because his servant could conjure, could conquer envy by rejoicing in the merits of others. God will be praised. Okay, very well. So we're into this last commandment here, and we're looking at um, we're looking at this problem of envy. That it's okay to desire stuff. In a sense, it's a human need. If we, if you were, if you didn't feel hunger, then you'd starve to death. If you didn't feel thirst, you'd end up uh, dying of dehydration. If you didn't desire to have fire when you're cold or warmth when you're cold, you'd die of uh, I don't know of exposure or frostbite. So this is the so in a sense to desire stuff is okay, and there's nothing wrong with saying I want to get to uh, to you know I want to do well I want to work hard and to to earn something. There's nothing wrong with that. Envy is when we begin to desire what another person has unduly. And have a disordered desire that leads us not to love but to hate. It leads us not to accept our lot in life but to rebel against it, to complain, to say that God made a mistake with my life because I should have been a millionaire. I should have been born there and not here. And this is a very dangerous path to go down because we end up blaspheming, we end up denying God. And in a sense it's even... uh, it's to fall. It's it's even worse, nearly, than the um, than the concupiscence that the ninth commandment is looking at, because this is uh, to deny everything for something that is nothing, for a few uh, a, a few dirty pieces of money. That life is so much more. The plan of the Lord is so much more, and there's no need for us to be envious of others. To hate others. Again, if a young person sees an old person that has worked hard and done well for themselves, it's not wrong wrong for that young person to say, well, I'm going to work hard and try to do as well as I can. It's, in a sense, it's even good to have initiative. But when we envy somebody else, when we want to uh, do better than them, or when we even want to take what is theirs, then this is wrong. And this disordered desire brings us to to death. Again, it says, quoting from from the scriptures, it's quoting from the Book of Wisdom, when it says, through the devil's envy, death entered the world. This envy can be something that destroys us. So again, 
pointing this out is very good. To have this pointed out to us enables us to go ahead and to find life. And this is what the Lord is inviting us to, to see our motives, to see how so often we desire things we shouldn't have, we desire things wrongly, we desire things in too great an amount. And realising this, to come back to the Lord. Realising this, to pray, to ask for this pure heart. So that with a pure heart, we can truly praise the Lord and we can truly find our peace here. So very well. So tomorrow we're going to finish this um, this section and tomorrow we're going to look at 2541 through 2550. God bless.